This is an ultimate global podcast. Hello, and welcome to our Daily Dose podcast, covering all about day-to-day global affairs. You're listening to Saurabh Kora and George Mavros from Sydney. Hello, and a very good evening to everyone joining us from Sydney and around the world for our Wednesday's Daily Dose on Global Economy, Business and Technology. And as usual, I've got uh, Shubham, who joins us usually for the business segment to talk about different industries. Last time we discussed about the travel sector. And this time we are talking about the media industry and how the media industry has slowly and steadily moved towards this direction of being independent to now becoming dependent on certain stakeholders of a democracy or any country in that matter. Welcome to today's Daily Dose, Shubham, and I'm quite excited to talk about this topic with you. It is a very interesting topic to talk about, sort of, given that uh, we are on UGP at the moment, which is one of the faces of media in today's world. So I believe it is really important that we address this issue as well. Absolutely. And... You know, why this issue is really important for us to know is that every time we talk about media, we talk about an entity to which we look at and we can just look at unbiased opinions or hear unbiased thoughts at that platform, you know, and probably a platform where we can listen to both the sides of the story, both the sides of the coin, so that as an audience, I'm at a better position to evaluate, yep. I listened to both the sides, I heard both the sides, and after listening to both the sides, that's what I decide. But when you only listen to just one side of the story and one side of the story is broadcasted to you and publicized to you or probably marketed to you in a way that the second side is considered to be irrelevant, then there is a big question on how independent the media is. Isn't it, Chibu? Definitely. Um, but when, you, uh, when you're saying that broadcasting one side of the story, sort of, uh, it is always important to look what the story has in mind and who is it benefiting, right? Uh, often at times it does happen that uh, when the media houses are big enough, uh, there are ulterior motives behind uh, certain things as well. And uh, which we, even as viewers or even as experts, so one may or may not be aware of or may not understand. So it is important that apart from just listening to the muse uh, and uh, looking at that, people also look at the facts themselves. I think that is true independent media. When people start actually looking at analyzing things from uh, their own perspective, that's where they decide, okay, this is one side of the story again. Now this is my side, what I believe this is the side of it. But uh, Coming back to uh, the part where we talk about independent media, definitely, I think even now, um, there are media houses who want to talk about both sides. But again, um, we need to look at how, uh, is it constructive criticism that they're looking at or is it just negative criticism? Because that makes a major difference between what independence and dependence of the media is about. And also, I feel that, you know, as an audience, people might also want to understand that whenever they're listening to something, they should not be reacting to that or, uh, you know, just listening to it blindfoldedly by completely agreeing with what the reporter is saying. Uh, 
or probably you know at this podcast what shubham is saying or what saurabh is saying is correct it might not be correct we are just sharing our opinions with you now you can have a different opinion as an audience and i think it's very important that in most of the countries we have got now smart audiences who are able to understand the difference between independent and dependent media if you look at the world press freedom index most of the countries which rank in the top 4 or 5 are the scandinavian countries and the countries towards the western europe if you look at the developed countries like australia ranks 25th uk ranks 33 united states ranks 44 uh, india is way down at 142 china is uh, nowhere close to the top uh, in fact it's uh, leading from the bottom and quite similar to a lot of other countries uh, whom you would expect to be somewhere in the middle but what i can really see from this list is the scandinavian countries are the ones which are leading the chart uh, probably suggesting that is is the is the world less political there or or the indip- <laughs> or the media is really independent well it's a difficult thing to say but given the progress that the scandinavian countries have made uh, in the world today uh it is uh, but uh, um it's really important that we look at uh, what they have done with everything uh whether it's related to policy changes or reforms and uh, whatever act uh, that they have put forward it's always been way ahead of most of the other developed countries in the world as well when you look at human um uh, even the world happiness index if you look at that the scandinavians are really really high on those index so and all these things often contribute to uh, this particular freedom right when they've been given the choice to do things on their own now they haven't been restricted and that way um, when people are not restricted they know they know what they want to do right so there's no point of stopping those people from anything so probably that's why i would say that uh, we see a lot more of their uh, input and freedom in the scandinavian countries but again uh, it's really hard to say why uh, to the very depth as to why why is it happening w- what is your opinion about it no absolutely you know i would generally go for my research whenever i talk about something and if you look at uh, some of the reasons uh, why the rankings have been falling is uh, even in democratic countries the rankings have been falling uh, some of the world's largest democracies uh, who also market themselves as having an independent pillar of uh, media are falling in their uh, world press index and the main reasons is that they don't have an authoritarian setting there but still they are getting prey to more nuanced efforts to throttle their independence in a way that uh, it's targeting their businesses so uh, i think media houses are now more considered about their uh, businesses and uh, it's it's kind of connected directly under the government in most of the countries isn't it it is uh, uh... i wouldn't say in most of the countries that it is worried about the businesses but definitely it's like um any media house whatever they're running they're running for a motive right and at the end of the day when you're running a business it is, it is for a motive of probably profit or reaching out and things like that so they're not wrong when they're trying to protect their own business but uh, 
when you look at that, uh, what happens is that, and it's incentivized. It's incentivized for them. So, but at the same time, you need to see what is on the other other end of the incentive. Is it really an incentive that they're looking for, or is it just a carrot approach? Um, like, one of the you elements don't know also, is the carrot, or is it the stick? Yeah, yeah, that's true. One of the elements that I wanted to discuss with you was this uh, scandal of Pegasus software, which came into news two months back in various countries. Um, and this company was supposedly uh, selling a software to carry out surveillance on journalists, activists, uh, also political leaders across different countries, which is which is kind of quite a dangerous uh, thing if it, if it was to be seen by the reports. A lot of uh, reports have suggested that it was able to spy into a lot of leaders and journalists. And on the basis of that, a you know, some of the countries also took actions on the software and some of the leaders were quite uh, precautious sort of, while speaking about that. These were, uh, uh, when, we, when we were talking about the software, it was uh, not uh, particularly targeted towards journalists. It was sold to uh, the governments, right? And uh, what the government does with the software is at least uh, sold to the government to ensure more... Uh, security for the governments and the nations right to make sure that uh, they are targeting the right people when it comes to uh, breaking organized crime or other activities related to terrorism but now how the governments are using is is completely different right so if we already see that it was sold for this purpose uh, i would say we would be saying that it is wrong Right. So probably it was sold to the governments for a certain purpose to uh, enhance the security of the nation. But uh, for what the, what the reason that it was used for may not be completely what uh, the motive behind making the software would have been. Exactly. If you if you look at, uh, you know, Shubham, the top 50 countries in the world uh, based on their economies or based on their GDP size, they are ranking across this uh, press freedom index some of them are at the top some of them are in the middle some of them are ranking at the bottom as well so it somehow also suggests that these elected leaders in a lot of democratic countries uh, where you might consider media to be independent are trying to silence the voices of certain people and promoting feelings or notions in a specific direction, isn't it? Oh, definitely, Saurabh. Um, but I believe uh, when we talk about the downgrades in various countries, uh, it can uh, not just be um, rooted to political uh, reason, but also legal and economic factors that have changed and uh, are continuously persuasive towards this thing, right? Um, violence and harassment of journalists have happened over the past couple of years, which is which was evident even in the previous governments or the new ones. But certain governments in the past five years or 10 years uh, of time have really changed the course of how um, media houses operate. And it's not just they're not just trying to contain the media houses or uh, the traditional media houses, but also uh, the ones related to uh, the upcoming ones, uh, let's say like the social media media houses. 
right? Which are just uh, present digital, the digital media houses in that respect. Now, the thing is that where do you draw the line? How do you draw the line? Those answers are certain things that uh, we need to look for. And until unless we're doing that, doesn't matter how much we debate, how much we talk about it, uh, things wouldn't change. Yeah. And I was also listening to uh, one of the journalists uh, from a specific country. Uh, generally, I don't prefer to name any specific journalist or a specific country. So we'll keep it anonymous. But what I was reading about that journalist, it's, he's a very popular journalist. And what he was saying is that if you have to change the way media looks, you as the audience have to change the way you perceive the media and what you see at the end of the day. If you keep on seeing something which earns the business houses more power to showcase what they are showing, obviously at the end of the day, they will show you that. So you as the people have the power to make that change if you know you decide what you want to watch and what you don't want to watch. Uh, if, you, if you think that is something, is if a media house is not independent and if you don't want to watch that, you make that choice at the end of the day instead of leaving it to the media houses directly because it can be the reverse cycle also which might bring on the change here. For sure. Uh... Sort of when we look at these things um, again, uh, what you said that as as citizens of that nation, uh, we need to focus on what we want from those media houses as well, right? Because um, it's very evident. Uh, okay, let's let's put it this way: you are a shopper, okay, and the media houses are the retail stores. You move from one to one. Whichever place that gives you the maximum content, you'll go there, right? Now, if you like that particular content, you'll watch more of it. And when the person sees that, they know that, okay, this person likes certain things. So they'll give you more of that. And that's how the cycle continues. So we need, like you said, we need to be really, really uh, conscious about what we ask these media houses to do and what we expect out of the news that we're looking for. Wouldn't you agree uh, based on this thing that it is really like, like you said yourself, this consciousness needs to come from within. There's only so much that uh, you or me or anyone else can do. Unless people want that particular change in themselves and focus on, okay, am I getting the right? They start need to ask, asking, uh, they start need to start asking the questions. Am I getting the right information or not? The thing is that most people wouldn't want to get the information by looking for it. They want everything to be handled, handed to them in a silver platter. Now, once we move from the silver platter to our own research, that's when this gap will be bridged. Yep. Yeah, because um, I was uh, previously, you know, believing the fact that most of the media houses are being controlled by different agencies. But when I heard the other side of the story from that journalist, um, I in fact understood that probably it's the reverse cycle, which might also bring a transformation in the media sector. And it's not solely about the independence of the media houses, but also about how the consumers choose what they want to see, what they don't want to see. But it's going to be a very tough thing because uh, a lot of the leaders in terms of the political leaders, the business leaders 
have been trying to control their consumers or their voters in a way that uh, they are forced to see certain kind of videos as per their interest areas. And the consumers don't have any other choice except of liking that video or reacting to that video, maybe in a bad way or a good way. But still, they are following that page, but they are still they are following that particular platform. No, for sure, Saurabh. Uh, what you're again saying is that, uh, let's put it uh, this way uh, before we end the session. Uh, it's not just about the independence of media houses, but it's mm -hmm. also about the independence of the person's mind who's looking at the media houses. Right? How independent are our minds that we can actually focus on the things that we want to do and uh, figure out the difference between the right and the wrong. Again, which is very subjective and may differ from person to person. But again, is it uh, just the media houses that need to be independent or people's thoughts that need to be independent? And, and one of the things, you know, before we end uh, today's session, another point of discussion that I wanted to raise is the fact that one of the reasons which uh, we can also witness around the world, uh, which I was able to research on, is, is the rise of the right-wing populism. Uh, somehow rising, rising in some of the countries, which uh, has been linked to the independence of the media as well. Because what that right-wing populism can be linked to is uh, undermined basic freedoms. It has undermined the basic freedoms of the people in the sense uh, how they look at. Because whenever you try to connect to certain ideology, you know, uh, populist leaders will always pre present themselves as the defenders of an aggrieved majority. That's the most popular way of uh, working for a right-wing populism. When you try to become the defender of an aggrieved majority against liberal elites and ethnic minorities, whose loyalties they question, and, and then they try to argue the interests of the nation and connect it to the notion of patriotism. patriotism. So I think that is something, an interesting phenomena, which can be linked to this independence and dependence of the media industry. Isn't it, Shubham? No, definitely, Saurabh. Uh, again, uh, like you said that, there's always, right, uh, when you say that uh, the right-wing uh, populism and uh, and like you said, the uh, majority of the times they are uh, acting against the liberal elites and the ethnic minorities. Now, again, the thing is that um, what do these people really want, right? It's not just about the aggravation, but what, what is the uh, motive behind that? Is it, is it again, uh, whether like, do they, are, do they actually care about it or is it just for political reasons? Do they want to show that particular picture which is out there or is it something they want to look at from every angle? But no, what we'll only see is that even from the... Uh, even if they're aggrieved, they'll always show just one side of it. And that's why this thing, the independence of media houses, has actually gone really, really down. If you look at all over the world, like cultivation of pro-government media is spreading. Right? And this is again happening because of certain people in the country. And these leaders are the ones that uh, have created that culture and 
as long as those governments are in power it's very difficult to make amends to what has been done absolutely so and i think that's why that's why people uh, nowadays are also starting up with some new initiatives uh, one of the initiatives as you can see on your screen is ultimate global podcast uh, we have definitely tried to be as independent as possible um, even if we discuss about certain topic we never try to take any particular sides and before we end we always leave this discussion open to you without taking any particular sides uh, and we leave the discussion up to you to decide what you think is right and wrong for you don't think about a particular individual and that's what you need to understand whenever you watch any news video or whenever you read about any news don't blindfoldedly believe in what that news channel or news anchor is saying because he's just showcasing your you an opinion on the basis of facts um now the news which is broadcasted these is mixed of facts and opinions you need to look at the facts you need to listen to the opinions but not believe in those opinions without bringing in your logic into the picture and i think that's where the audience need to apply a kind of a filter before they receive that news and digest that news uh somehow most of the people who listen to the news they don't apply any filters and they will receive the news as it is and because that journalist is saying like that i think that's true or because that journalist is taking that side i think that's true because we are not ready to go deeper and understand what's the news what's it what's it all about so i think that's where I, as a consumer because you know we are talking about business segment today as a consumer the role of a consumer is equally important any final comments shubham before we end today no i was actually going to um, talk about this uh, like but you already said it that uh, the role of the consumer is extremely important and uh, again uh, reiterating the previous example that i uh, used uh, about the retailer and the consumer right we need to make sure that whatever content we are getting from the retailer is appropriate is of high quality and for that we need to be aware of what that thing is right when you go to a particular uh, outlet you see the quality of the cloth that you are going to buy okay and similarly you should be aware okay this is what this person is saying and this is what the fact is now what do i think about it the i think is what is going to change the independence or dependence of media houses absolutely uh what a wonderful way to end today's podcast shubham with those uh, crucial points that you raised um and hopefully we can discuss about more industries in the coming wednesdays we talked about the travel industry we talked about the media industry and probably we might touch base upon another industry in the next week um probably with shubham and few more guest speakers but um for today's uh daily dose podcast that's it for today and we also invite you to a very special segment of uh, daily dose on saturday we have never come for any daily dose on saturday and this week we are we are not having any daily dose on friday it's getting replaced with the one on saturday where we are going to celebrate the uh, birth anniversary of gandhi mahatma gandhi from india in collaboration with unsw sydney so it's going to be a big event uh, i will share the links with you all in the comment section so feel free to join us and shubham 
is also going to be there as one of the speakers so he will also be welcoming with his great words on that day and we are all eager to listen to shubham on that day again thank you so much have a great day everyone thank you sir always a pleasure